0: So, I've been rereading How to Win Friends and Influence People, and it's absolutely crazy. I mean, I've probably read this book three or four times over the past 15 years or so. And after these 15 years of building businesses, I now finally (laughs) see the huge value in this book. It's basically a manual of how to be a happier leader and an entrepreneur. And the reason is, you know, it's telling you a lot of things you can do to make other people feel good. And it's kind of like the title is, you know, about influencing people, but it's not what I guess most people think of if they didn't read the book. It's not like a marketing manipulation kind of book. It's more about how to be a good person. You tend to get good things out of it. And I've heard other people call this the boomerang effect, which I've found in my own experience trying some of this stuff out. And even before all this, trying other ideas out when I worked with this coach for four or five years, um, what tends to happen when you put stuff out there, you tend to get that back. If you treat people well, then if you just think about it, to me it's not some mystical sort of concept of karma. It's the sort of um, tangible thing that when you treat people well, now you've got all these people out there who have good thoughts about you and eventually some of that stuff comes back to you. And I find the exact same thing when it comes to leadership. So not only do you feel better immediately because you're treating people well, but also it tends to produce better results. And so I want to go over six of what I think are the most important parts of becoming a better, happier leader that are mentioned and emphasized in that book. So number one, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. And so this can include about really anything in your life or things going on in business. Don't criticize, condemn, or complain. That tends to put you in a negative mindset Other people now hear you complain. Now other people feel that they need to come start complaining also. Um, And same thing goes with criticism. If you're criticizing other people, now they don't feel so good. Maybe they don't want to try as hard. And if you're doing this with employees all day long, what are you doing to your company? I mean, you're potentially just demotivating everybody in your business. And believe me, I've been the worst at this. My mind immediately goes, even when I'm not necessarily being negative, my mind immediately goes when I see something to how can it be better? But what that comes off as, as is criticism. It's not the most effective way to communicate and to get people to be to improve and be more productive. So number one, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Number two, this has probably been the most important one and biggest one for me to work on. It's kind of the counterpart to number one. So number two is praise, praise lavishly. So lavishly is from the book. Um, but what they're getting at, and it's kind of combined in a few different areas of the book, but it's really every small improvement that you see, call it out, acknowledge it, express appreciation. Every small improvement that you see, make sure the person knows that they did a good job. What tends to happen, and there's a quote in this book and I've heard this from a lot of different areas over the years, not just this book. There is, you know, a soccer coach that uses strategy very well. There's been some big leaders in business that have used this strategy very well. Um The quote from this book that I think kind of sums it up is, when criticism is minimized and praise emphasized, the good things people do will be reinforced and the poorer things will atrophy for lack of attention. So I believe what they're saying is that if you say, forget criticism, I'm just going to keep pointing out the good things, then eventually the bad things will kind of go away. Now, if it's something egregious, some huge ethics violation or something, maybe that's different um but in general it's easy for us to point out the stuff that should be better but what if we only pointed out the stuff that is good then i believe that the good things will keep getting emphasized and the bad things will eventually sort of go away that's been my experience and the cool thing is is you kind of win twice you win once because it i think produces better performance out of people they feel better they keep doing more of the good things they keep getting better they stay motivated But then also, you feel better immediately because you don't feel like you just had this negative conversation. You don't feel like now the other person is pissed off. You don't wonder if you said that tactfully enough. If all you're doing is praising people for good stuff all day long, you feel better immediately and I believe it produces better results. So number three, talk in terms of the other person's interests. This is a big one for me also because I tend to want to just get straight to business, straight to the point. But building some rapport first, I think sets the ground for a much better interaction and also when you're talking with employees or business partners or whatever it's good to know like what are you trying to get out of this thing or what are your goals what do you want and so then you can kind of frame what you want in terms of what they want so if they're like oh man what i would really want is to make sure that i'm you know um building equity in a business or maybe it's that i really just want more cash flow or want more time off then it's like okay cool then now you know how to motivate that person, or what will motivate that person, and you can better lead them. So, talking in terms of the other person's interests is a much more effective way to communicate because your whole goal in typically communicating with somebody is either to get information or to guide some action that they're doing or to get them to do something. And so, if your goal is to get them to do something or to share more information, it's helpful to know their motivations. And the only way you're gonna figure that out is if you ask them questions and you find out, like, what is your real interest here? What do you really want? Then you're gonna be a lot more effective in dealing with them, whether it's an employee, business partner, or anybody else. Number four, arouse in the other person an eager want. This is kind of marketing 101. And I've done a lot of marketing, sold over 300 million online, but this is something that it's still easy to forget. Whenever you're doing something, especially selling something or trying to influence somebody, always ask yourself, what does this other person want? And how do I create that desire? So you have to talk in terms of their own interests. Anytime you put out a marketing campaign, we've done this many times, where the marketing campaign will be like 50% off. But it's like, is that what that person really wants? Or do they want you know, better health? They want to make more money. They want more freedom. Talk in terms of those things. And then you back it up, maybe with some discount. The only people that I think just a pure discount campaign is going to work for is if they already really want that product and what they really want is a cheaper price. But for everyone else who doesn't even want the product yet, you have to talk in terms of what that product is going to do for them. Um, same thing goes with motivating employees. Like if you could just tell them to do something or you can make them really want to do that thing because you let them know how this thing is aligned with their interests. Super important, but especially in marketing. Number five is the simplest one possible, also easy to skip over, is to use people's names. It's easy to be like, ah yeah, you just met somebody, like whatever, I'm probably never gonna see you again. Or even just talking with somebody you already know, I think it's a better habit, and I've started getting in this habit when I'm sending, you know, Facebook message to some of our customers or when I'm sending uh, emails or text messages or or anything like that. You know, in the book, it says basically somebody's name is the sweetest sound to them out of anything. I think this is an important, super simple tip that costs us absolutely nothing to build goodwill. So using people's names, number five. Lastly, number six is to admit when you're wrong quickly and honestly. If you're a business leader, if you're an entrepreneur and you're out there making decisions all day long, you're inevitably going to be wrong a lot. And so it's good to admit when you're wrong very quickly, let people know that, hey, your ego's not in this thing, you made a decision, it didn't work out, you were wrong in the decision that you made, maybe even the process you made the decision, another basic leadership tip. And so how do you actually put this stuff into place? I'd say pick one of these and write it down for the day at the beginning of the day and then review how you did at the end of the day. So, to re- recap, the six are number one, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Number two, praise lavishly every small improvement. Third, talk in terms of the other person's interests. Fifth, or fourth, arouse in the other person an eager want. Fifth, use people's names and six and remember people's names and six admit when you're wrong quickly and honestly so say for this week you want to work on not criticizing condemning or complaining write that down at the beginning of the day and say hey this is the character trait that i want to work on today and then at the end of the day just review how you did maybe you made some mistakes maybe you did some good things to sort of build that skill and then do that for a week and then next week add a different one i found in my own life this is a good way to sort of improve those kind of soft character traits because it's just stuff you're going through every day. Um, and that's the only way you're going to get better at this is if you're going through the motions of a normal day. It's not something you can just spend an hour on. It's something that comes out of the interactions you have naturally throughout the day. And so there's a super effective way to do that. And then do one of these each week and they'll all eventually become habitual. And so for me, like big one I'm working on right now is the praising part. Like I said, because my mind immediately goes to criticizing The not criticizing, condemning, or complaining is somewhat easier for me because it's easy for me to just not talk, (laughs) I guess, sometimes. Uh, But the praising side is something that I'll even think in my head, like, hey, this person did a good job on that, but I won't ever tell them, which is stupid. Like, why not tell them? It costs me nothing, but it can make a huge difference to that person. Um, to their confidence, to their skill building, to their motivation, um, that sort of thing. And so for me, that's a big one I'm working on. So I write it down literally every day as a reminder. I mean, I have in my notebook I'm looking at right now. It says praise every small improvement. It's literally the fourth item on my list of stuff to do today. And that's just kind of going to stay there all day. And I'll see how I did at the end of the day. So we've been working on for amazing building out kind of our social media machine. And so this is an area where we've really struggled for Really since, I mean, social media wasn't as big of a deal back in like 2012 for us or for, because we did a lot of affiliate marketing, paid ads, that kind of thing. But I would say at least since like 2015, we've been trying to crack this social media thing and we've always done terrible at it. It's never been our main focus. I've never liked what we've produced. I can see other people doing well and I've read enough books and seen examples and influencers that I know what good looks like, but we've never been able to get there. So I think we found a better model and... We have a guy, and he's probably going to listen to this podcast, and so uh, he has been working on the social media, and this is me coming straight out of this inspiration from this book and trying to put this stuff in place. We start doing the social media stuff, and stuff I put out there, half of it's probably terrible also, if not more, and so it's easy for anybody to criticize the stuff I put out there, and so as we're creating some of these posts and he's doing some of the editing and videos and ideas, it's easy for me to be like, I don't like that, I don't like this, this should be a little bit different. This text should be moved around here. That's super easy to do. But I don't think that's the most productive thing to do. Instead, I try to make a point to praise the stuff that I do like. And I think it's produced incredibly good results in a short period of time. So Jeremy, you're doing a fantastic job. And um, we're getting better every single day. And I feel way better in the process, too. It's more fun for everybody. And I think it's actually producing better results. So this is working in the real world. So if you enjoyed this episode and want more strategies you can use to become a more successful, more fulfilled leader of companies and people, please subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Or if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. And I'll see you tomorrow.